It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the well, Welcome, everyone, to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. Because many of you have already started that holiday overeating of processed carbs and sugars, you know, the cookies, the pies, the crackers, we thought today would be a good day for a reality check. So do you realize that 67% of the population is overweight? So let's put that in a little bit of perspective. If you gather up 10 of your friends for dinner, seven of you will be overweight. And many of you may be on your way to being diabetic because there's another reality check. 24 over, actually over 24 million people in the United States have diabetes already and the number has been growing. So now some way, somehow, we need to get serious about our eating. Through the month of December, we're going to focus on how you can start the new year without additional weight. And that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? (laughs) So joining us as our co-host today is Cara Carper. Cara is a licensed nutritionist, and she sees clients in both our St. Paul office and our Wyzetta office. So good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Dar. Thank you for having me today. We Before the show, Dar and I were talking about the stress response that at least I encountered on the way here. <laughs> I feel like this happens every year when it snows and we have to be here at 7 o'clock. But, so everybody be careful. <laughs> but um, today we're hoping to help you understand on this show how ongoing stress can actually make you eat more, crave sugar and carbohydrates, and actually slow down your metabolism. So after that drive this morning, <laughs> we all... I'm craving <laughs> some sugar. <laughs> and then next week, Wendy and I will be back on, and we're going to focus on preventing weight gain during perimetopause and menopause times. And that's a little harder, I think, for a lot of people. Well, there's going to be some great topics for the whole month of December. So hopefully everyone can tune in every Saturday. Um, but back to the topic of stress. So stress comes from a number of different things, and whether it's relationship issues or a divorce, or maybe it's just a bad day at work, can be highly destructive, and stress usually results in weight gain as well as many other health problems. So what causes you to have a stress response? You know, arguing with a family member or not getting enough sleep, you know, worrying about money. Exercising too hard. Hmm, that's a new one. Um, skipping meals, traffic jams, you know, too much sugar, eating cereal for breakfast, coffee, medications, worrying about the unknown that just might happen. That's a big one, isn't it? It is. Worrying about the unknown. So, Dart, what happens to us biochemically when we're under stress? Let's tell listeners what happens. Um, We have adrenal glands, and those are glands that sit on top of our kidneys, and they produce hormones. So you wouldn't think that a few extra hormones being produced would be a bad thing, but let's specifically look at what type of hormones are being produced. 
So when we're stressed, people I'm sure have heard of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. There's also noradrenaline. And then the troublemaker for our metabolism is cortisol. And I think people are hearing about that a little bit more. I think they are. Yes. And cortisol, I mean, we'll talk about this later too, but too much cortisol, you know, a sign of that is belly fat. Exactly. As Mm -hmm. well. But cortisol is a group of steroid hormones that actually includes cortisone. And so you may know what cortisone is when, you know, people go on things like prednisone. Prednisone, yeah. That's actually a form and, of cortisone. And and basically we know that when people on prednisone, they usually gain weight. They do. Their metabolism tends to slow. You know, they kind of get the puffy face and all that. So inflammation, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that cortisol, that hormone, it's involved in metabolism. And just to remind people what metabolism means, that's really just how your body is utilizing protein, fat, and carbohydrates and breaking them down. Now, there's another picture to this cortisol because cortisol increases as we age. And too much cortisol becomes inflammatory. You know, after a stressful event, cortisol levels in a younger person goes up. But then in a very short time, it returns to normal. But in an older, more mature person, they're all (laughs) kind of like me. (laughs) Cortisol continues to go up, rise with age. And under stress, that level remains elevated for a long period of time. So it's not going back down like it would for someone maybe in their 30s. And that's why it's, it's, I think that's why... People, older people, more mature people can gain weight very easily if they're under stress. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So what happens if the cortisol stays elevated, like you're saying, from stress? How does stress make us gain weight? Well, what it does is it makes your blood sugar go up too fast. And your body does that. It's just a response that your body has to produce quick energy. And then we know that when you have higher blood sugars... Insulin is released, which here's another interesting thing. When we have high insulin, we have a higher appetite. It increases our appetite. We're hungrier. And the excess blood sugar is then shuttled into fat cells and we gain weight. So maybe we should, just let's go back over this one a little bit so people really understand this. Okay. You know, we get stressed out. Mm -hmm. And... We then, our blood sugar goes up, right? Yep, our blood sugar goes up. That's just a response to our body, you know, having too much adrenaline and cortisol. And actually, you wrote an article about this. I did. It's called Fight or Flight, the Physical Effects of Stress. Yes, and so that's what people are thinking of a lot of times is that fight or flight response, and that's what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. So, you know, even driving this morning to the studio... Kind of gave us some of that, and I think you experienced a little bit more than I did. Because I did. Well, I had two pretty, I know my mom's probably listening. Now she's going to worry. <laughs> I'm okay, Mom. But I did have two pretty near accidents, and my heart was just racing, and I had to pull over for one of them. So, so then your blood sugar went up, and then what happens is when your blood sugar is up from the stress, your pancreas releases more insulin, and then we, the interesting thing is that we become hung, we're more hungry. 
mm-hmm. and we're looking for sugar usually under those situations, and then all that extra sugar gets shuttled into our fat cells. So, you know, if someone might still be under the misconception that dietary fat is being stored as fat, it's much more likely that that excess sugar and carbohydrates get stored as fat. Exactly. So what happens then if, um, if we're under chronic stress? Like we don't have to drive on these roads you know, day after day. Right. Well, I mean, chronic stress doesn't have to be just driving in a snowstorm. It can be from too much caffeine. Too much caffeine. Sure. Okay. Um, lack of sleep can be cause the body a lot of stress. Well, you know, and that's an interesting thing, Cara. I see a lot of our clients, and I don't know if you do, but I see a lot of our clients really lack sleep. Oh, yeah, more and more. And I was just reading an article on sleep and how... People are sleeping six to six and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And I hear this often from clients. Well, you know, I know I'm not getting enough sleep, but if I sleep a couple of nights a week, you know, eight hours, that should be enough. Mm -hmm. I can catch up. Well, they might think they can, but it's really a form of chronic stress, isn't it? It is. And, you know, there's tons of studies on sleep and how the fewer hours someone sleeps, the more likely they are to gain weight. Yes, so, you know, not sleeping well. Another form of stress is skipping meals. Oh, and that's a, you know, I think so many people do that. I, I know a lot of yeah. women do that. And if they only knew that, you know, skipping meals isn't, you know, just helping them lose weight because your body perceives that as a stressor. It doesn't want to be in a starvation period. So it actually produces adrenaline and cortisol. Mm-hmm. And then that blood sugar goes up and the insulin and we're storing fat. Rather than losing fat when we skip meals. Exactly. So it's opposite. Yes. Um, You know, what about working too many hours? I wonder who might do that one. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's happened to me a couple of times. I think it has most days. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of people that are caregivers and they have friends or family that, you know, are in long-term care, that can be very stressful. And, you know, so all of these things cause us to be hungry and we end up overeating and then we actually perpetuate the already high blood sugar levels and the fact that we are producing too much insulin. So then stress and that higher cortisol level also influences where that weight gets deposited. And it's called central obesity, Weight around the middle. Around the belly. Yes. So not necessarily, you know, a pear shape, but more of an apple shape. Exactly. Well, it's time to take our first break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And sometimes we see clients getting wrapped up in the latest fad, whether it's the best exercise machine or the newest herb from South America. And these things are supposed to help them lose weight. But then they forget about just getting back to the basics. So let's talk about water. You know, water naturally suppresses the appetite and helps the body metabolize stored body fat. And studies have shown that if we de- if we decrease our water intake, our fat deposits increase. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. You know, so if people increase their water intake, their fat deposits will actually decrease. I like that one. And, you know, this was a good statistic that you have, Dar. Even being mildly dehydrated only by 3% 
um, or I'm sorry, even being mildly dehydrated can cause a 3% drop in metabolism. So that could result in a one pound weight gain every six months. Or two pounds a year. Two pounds a year. And I mean, we're already, it's already hard enough uh, yes. to work with metabolism. So, you know, get some, get a glass of water over break and feel free to give us a call today with questions 651 641-1071. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before break, Carl was sharing information about the importance of drinking enough water for a well-functioning metabolism and how important it is not to get dehydrated. So what dehydrates you? Diet Coke, Mountain Dew, too much coffee, and even diuretics, you know, the medications that people are on often for blood pressure control. These are all things that will dehydrate your body. So if your body, this is, this is a very interesting thing. If your body lacks water, the kidneys can't function properly, and the liver steps in to assist the kidneys, but the liver's job, their main job, one of the main jobs for the liver is to convert fat into energy. So if the liver is busy doing the kidneys work, you know, it metabolizes and breaks down less fat. And then if you're trying to lose weight, weight loss stops. So that's what we hear about the old plateaus. People are plateauing. Mm -hmm. Well, this could be a reason. Maybe you're just not drinking enough water. And, you know, last week we had a gentleman that called in about these fat deposits that he was that he'd had. And he found that by drinking more water that they were actually getting soft and probably starting to break down. And I thought here is exactly the same thing. The liver breaks thing. I mean, it helps to break down fat so that it gets metabolized and then you eliminate it. Well, the liver has such an important job. It's a very, it's the busiest organ in the body. Exactly. It can't afford to be Do taxed it. and, you know, overworked by needing to step in and help the kidneys. <laughs> exactly. So, and it can be easily avoided by drinking enough water. So. So, yeah, I mean, I've heard people should drink um, half of their body weight in ounces. Exactly. So some people, I mean, would be drinking, you know, if you weigh 300 pounds, you're going to be drinking 150 ounces. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of glasses of water. It is a lot, but it's it's really important. Yep. And very simple behavior change. Very simple. Yeah. Just everyone, you know, carry a water bottle around with you in your car, at your desk. (laughs) 
And I'm always drinking at least two glasses when we're here on the show every Saturday morning. Yep. Right we both here. have our water right here. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we get back to stress? Yeah. Before break, I mean, you had mentioned that cortisol, you know, influences where the weight is deposited. And it is much more so deposited around the middle, which yes. is that central obesity. And so... You know, people would think that when they're stressed out, they would actually be eating less. You know, oh, I'm stressed. I'm just going to not eat anything. But no, most people actually have cravings and end up gaining more weight when they're stressed. So I think the trick is how can you lower your stress levels to slim down and shape up? You know, and I, I think one of the most important habits that will help control stress and that cortisol level, to reduce that cortisol level, is to get at least eight hours of sleep every night. And not just a couple of nights a week, like we hear from clients, but every night. I, you know, that's one of the habits that I really, really do. You're I, really good about I do getting I mean, your eight hours. I do. I mean, it's just because of... You know, I do run kind of a stressful life mm-hmm. with lots of work, and, and it's stress that I like, and it's things that I like doing, but I just absolutely need to have my sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you have to give something up to get that eight hours, because a lot of people think, well, I'm too busy. I don't have time to be sleeping eight to nine hours a night. I have given up TV mainly. Okay, well, there you go. I knew that you'd have to give something up with your schedule. So the neat thing is you can actually sleep away extra pounds. And, but this is where it always comes in because we hear this often from clients. I have trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep. And if you do, Cara, Cara is our expert on this. sleep expert. <laughs> So should we take a caller and then we'll come back to sleep? that sounds great. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question today? Yeah, I wanted to know if there's some more things for anemic people. Um, I have, they just did some lab work and I'm on B12 shots, but it's not really working. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. Um, You know, Ari, how much beef do you eat? I mean, grass-fed beef is probably very, very important to if people have uh, low hemoglobin or are anemic. Okay. Now, in, it was like about 10 years ago, I used to wake up really feeling arthritic and everything. Mm-hmm. And then this started about a month ago, and all my joints ache really bad. They did the blood test, and I mean, just on a regular checkup, and they said that and so they're doing B12 shots, but it's not doing anything. I've been in a lot of pain from the soreness, I should say, Okay. for the last month. And so it, whatever the B12 shots work maybe for the day. Okay. So you're saying grass-fed beef? Yes, and I think then maybe you need to look at it, why your, why your B12 is low, what's going on. And so maybe you have to look at, it's probably more of an intestinal issue, and are you gluten free? Um, no, I am not. I the one thing that I did differently this last few, six months is I've been drinking coffee in the morning. Okay. And I, and I lost about ten pounds, and I just loved it. <laughs> but I think that's what drained me. I, is what my guess is. But I don't. It's not really building up very well. Well, I you know I would what I would really recommend is coming in and seeing doing a nutritional yeah. consultation because. 
My guess is there's something going on in your intestinal tract. Maybe you're gluten sensitive and you're not actually breaking down your food and you're not accessing the, um, you know, the B vitamins out of your food that makes your blood. So my guess is that that's probably what's going on. Okay. But I think coming in and making a consultation and then we can look at all those things and help you. I will do that. And then that is, you have that Badness Heights. I heard that on the last week, I think. Yeah, we uh, just opened our new office in North Oaks. Beautiful. And Wendy and Tamara are up there, and they they certainly could help you. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, Okay, thanks thanks for the call, Karen. So back sleep. to sleeping. Yes, you are the expert. I try to be the expert on that. I don't and why sleep are you perfectly, the, but why are you the expert? Well, you know that I've had <laughs> bouts of insomnia, and so I've I've tried just about everything, and I sleep pretty well. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's I'm off medication. I used to actually need to use medication sometimes. And I think that's a huge step. That is huge, yeah. Many, many people are are on medications, as you know, because we see it. Mm -hmm. And to be off medications, it's huge. Right. I mean, you know, speaking about weight gain, medications alone just disrupt metabolism and can lead to things that cause weight gain. Yes. So what do you do? Well, the first thing that I recommend, and this is because 60 to 70 percent of Americans are deficient in this mineral. So I always start with magnesium glycinate. It has so many benefits, but sleep is one of them. It relaxes all muscles and just really calms down the body. And I recommend four to 600 milligrams. You know, I'd say about start taking it about an hour before bed. Okay. So that's probably usually most magnesium glycinates are about 100 milligrams a tablet. Somewhere around 100. So, so people taking... need to take three to six. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, if that doesn't work, you know, I I would add melatonin next. And the dose usually starts at one milligram, but people can go up to about six milligrams. And we find that the sublingual melatonin works the best. And that's just under the tongue, dissolves right into the bloodstream. Very more, much more effective for most people. It works more, you know, it works faster. It's more absorbable. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, lastly, sometimes I need to add Mm 5-HTP, which is just a form of tryptophan, and I add that before bed, and that actually helps to make the neurotransmitter called serotonin, and that's the neurotransmitter that is our happy, feel-good, and relaxing neurotransmitter. So that's also a great supplement for people that are experiencing ongoing stress and anxiety. And so after all of those things, I still recommend a balanced bedtime snack. Uh, and that's probably a key. So, Car, should we take another yeah, let's caller? Yeah, take another call. Okay. Rosie, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you. Do you have Hello. a question? Hi. Hi. Hi, Rosie. Do you have a question for us today? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I had a question regarding stress-related hair loss. And I'm wondering if there's any kind of supplement or anything that could help. I am gluten-free. Okay. And I actually um, have attended your classes. So I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what can I do because I have a lot of, a lot of stress. Okay. Well, I think number one thing is to eat sufficient amount of protein through the day. And you, if you're under a lot of stress, you may need to eat... Um, you know, closer to 
four four ounces uh, at least three times a day, if maybe four times a day. Um, and I find that that's when I'm under a little more stress, you know, just working too much or just that way. Um, what I find that is I do eat more protein then. And that certainly is going to build uh, the hair. I mean, that's going to help from prevent, it's going to prevent more hair loss. And, um, mm-hmm. and so doing that through the day. So as far as other couple of supplements, and I think, Carl, you're, you're going to name one that I'm maybe not naming, but you know, I'm, I, you know, one of the other supplements that I would make sure that I was taking is the activated omega six GLA. Um, Six GLA, GLA, and I would probably take uh, three to four of those a day, and then I think you have to take fish oil omega threes to reduce okay. the inflammation. And then car- I do take, yeah, I do take um, the omega threes. I take actually about um, three thousand units. That's perfect. Oh, that's great. Okay. So, Carrie, you got some other ideas? Well, I would, you know, just make sure that your iron levels are high enough. We see so many women that are having hair loss related to an iron deficiency. Oh, And so, you know, if you're going in for labs, you may as well get that tested. And I would not only get your hemoglobin, but get your ferritin, which are your iron stores. That's a more accurate reflection of what's going on in your body. Okay. I think that's a great suggestion, Carl. So those, I'm sorry. Question about the omega-6 GLA. Yes. And you said three to four times daily. What's the dosage? Oh, they're they're usually about 200 milligrams. And so three to four of those per day. Okay. And should I space them out? I would. I I think it's best if you do. Just you probably space out your omega-3s. Yes, I do. I take them in the morning and in the evening. Yep. And do the same thing with the GLA. Okay, great. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thanks for calling. Yes. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. We have another caller, but it is time to take a break, so um, we'll get to the caller when we come back. But I'd like to share information about another powerful stress reliever that I use all the time with myself and for clients, and it's called theanine. And so it's an amino acid, and it might surprise you that theanine is actually derived from green tea. So it's not a stimulant, it, but it has the ability to promote relaxation, and it makes you focus better and supports brain health. And I like to describe the effects that it has as giving relaxed alertness. Sounds Doesn't that good sound to me. good? Yes, it does. You're alert and relaxed. So, because theanine actually increases how well the neurotransmitter serotonin works. And, you know, antidepressants also boost the reception of serotonin. So theanine works in a similar fashion, but it doesn't have the side effects that a lot of those antidepressants have. Mm -hmm. So I find that a very beneficial supplement. So if you have questions today, give us a call, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So, Carl, let's kind of discuss continue our discussion about theanine. Okay. You know, most people have not even heard of theanine before. Um, but we've been using it clinically for about the last four years because you introduced us to it <laughs> and you researched it and it's been successful for you and then it's been successful for a lot mm-hmm. of other clients. 
And I just want to share a study. There was a study published in 2004 that found theanine to be as effective as a commonly prescribed anti-anxiety drug. And uh, theanine has an uh, relaxing effect. So you called it relaxing and... Relaxed alertness. Okay. But it it isn't habit-forming. It's not numbing. It never leaves you drugged out. Uh, it's just very nice mm-hmm. supplement, um, and if you have and if you have questions about theanine after the show, uh, you can call Car at six five one six nine nine three four three eight or Car at weightandwellness dot com, mm-hmm. and you'll be happy to answer those questions sure. on theanine. Um, do we talk? Oh, where can you buy theanine? Oh yeah, we had someone that called in mm-hmm. during our break wondering about that. So you know the. I think she wanted to know the name. So it's theanine, T-H-E-A-N-I-N-E. And we do sell that at all of our locations. And we know the one that we sell works for people. It's great. It's I think the brand is Source Naturals. It's a really high quality brand. Yes. So should we take another caller? Sure. Good morning, Sandy. Welcome to the show today. Hi. Hi there. I have a question about Trazodone for sleep. I've been taking 50 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Um Quite often, I um, sometimes can fall asleep, but I don't stay asleep if, unless I take it. And then my other question was about evening primrose or moodiness. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of our clients that come in are taking trazodone, and they want to get off of it because, um, you know, they, they just don't feel as good the next day. And um, so I think, like Cara had said before, you probably need about 600 milligrams of magnesium. And mag- like magnesium glycinate works so well because it gets absorbed so well. And maybe take that like a half an hour before bed. Okay, I and take then, that. And then you use, already take that? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. And then take uh, melatonin. And you might need to start with, you know, five milligrams and put it under your tongue. You know, I took melatonin for a long time, but it seemed to stop working. Hmm. Well, you know, you, you could start it again so that you can get to sleep and then back off of it. And then I would go with maybe 5-HTP. Okay, and, um, I'll try that. You know, those are usually like 50 milligrams and, you know, up to four a night should be no problem. Some people have taken six. And some of my clients have actually taken more magnesium. And then, okay. you know, you can't just stop trazodone. <laughs> You just got to go off of it very gradually. So maybe you drop it down to, you know, 35 milligrams or 25, and then you go half of that Mm -hmm. and half of that until you kind of wean yourself off of it and and try it. Sandy, uh, it sounds like you're maybe familiar with us. I mean, you're taking the magnesium glycinate. Yes, I've taken a lot of your classes and I listen to you all the time. That's what I thought. Are you already doing a bedtime snack? Yes. Okay, so yeah. you're doing all the right things. <laughs> you know, I think it's I have to go to the bathroom or I get a hot flash that wakes mm. me up. Oh, if so you're I getting... I try not to drink about a couple hours before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, if but, you're um, getting a hot flash, are you using a little progesterone cream? You know, I just went back on my hormones and they are helping now, but they I'm not that excited about taking those either. Well, natural progesterone is something that is 
has had no negative side effects or any research that shows you know, that... I before I went on the prescription hormones, I was doing that, but then that seemed not to be enough. And you can't do that and the prescription hormones, no. can you? Well, yeah. I think you can. Okay. Yeah, you can. It would be okay. okay. Sure. So maybe, maybe you need to that. do that. Yep. For the hot flashes. What about the evening primrose? Oh, evening a primrose. Um, that's great. I mean, it's just, it's an omega-6. It's, um, it's very great beneficial. for hormones, yep, definitely. Certainly. Okay, great. Probably, probably take three of those a day. Yes. And for nails and hair, I heard it was good, too. Is that yes. true? Mm-hmm. It is. Skin, hair, okay. and nails, and hormones. Okay, great. Got you well, covered. And how much evening primrose? Probably I would take, you know, if, uh, I think ours is, um, there are about 150 milligrams of of GLA in there, and and I would recommend three of those a day. Even okay. in a primrose oil can be very small little capsules and not have very much in, so you have to look at the amount that mm-hmm. you're taking. Yeah, sometimes so it's as low as like 20 milligrams, so make sure you get one that's a higher dose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, thanks so much. Okay, All thanks right. for calling. Yeah, okay. bye-bye. Bye. So, you know, as... as Sandy just called in, you know, we help many clients with their sleep problems. And maybe you're having night sweats or hot flashes. Maybe you're having restless legs. Maybe you're waking up and can't get back to sleep. And we think these are all nutritional problems that can be corrected with correct eating and the right blend of supplements. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I think that that's, uh, sometimes people really need to come in and sit down with one of us because Getting, when people really have hard sleep problems, you know, to figure out, sometimes it takes us a couple of sessions mm-hmm. to get it figured out for them. And I always tell people that come in that speci- specifically for sleep issues, you know, don't get discouraged if the first one or two or even three things that you do doesn't work. There's always a lot more options. Exactly. And I really believe the most important nutritional advice to reduce the stress response and keep cortisol in check, is to keep your blood sugar balanced. And so to achieve this, that means eating within a half an hour of waking up and then eating every three to four hours, several times a day. You know, and that's, I I think so many clients, I'll ask them, okay, what time did you have breakfast? What time did you wake up? What time did Mm -hmm. you have breakfast? Should we give an example of what we hear? Sure. (laughs) You know, someone wakes up at six o'clock. And they're not eating until nine thirty ten. Yes, that's so common, and that's way too long. Mm-hmm. That actually c- can create stress response right there. Yes, and so the best stress busting plan is to eat balanced. So that's protein, healthy fat, and carbohydrates, mostly from vegetables and fruits for the carbohydrates. You know, I feel the best for breakfast. Or I feel the best when I have a breakfast that's eggs cooked in butter or olive oil. And then a serving of vegetables. I know. And it tastes great, especially if you're using organic vegetables. They taste so good. Mm -hmm. And so do organic eggs. I mean, it's amazingly great breakfast to have. So that's a very balanced breakfast that's going to reduce the stress response. So should we take another quick break? Let's take our last break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you are part of that 67% that Dard mentioned that are overweight and you want to lose weight, you should join our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. Um, we have classes starting the second week of January. And we're actually offering the classes in 14 different locations. Isn't that amazing? I can't believe that. 14. 
I'm actually teaching the fall series right now in Wyzetta, which is great. And how's it going? It's going really well. I mean, we like I said, we didn't have a lot of attendance this week from bad weather. Um, but people are liking it. You know, they're losing weight. They're feeling better. They're losing inches, not always just pounds. Okay. Inches. And, and how are they feeling? Well, that's the most important thing. I mean, more energy, um, feeling satisfied, coming up with better cholesterol numbers, maybe getting off medications. Several of them have stopped some medications. I know from some of the groups, Cara, people have lost, oh, 12. I mean, I think we're in the 10th class mm-hmm. of, out of the 12 class series. And people have lost 12 to 15 pounds, some people. That is wonderful. And some people have only lost a couple, but they've lost a, a clothes size. I know. I have someone that lost, I thought she said like three inches everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, but the scale is staying the same, but I'm sure she's got more muscle mass and she looks different and it's just, it's wonderful. So, you know, people are seeing results. And if you want more information on those classes, you can either go to our website, weightandwellness.com, or you can call our office 651-699-3438 And if you do have a question for us today, the studio is 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you've read the newspaper or listened to the news this week, you no doubt heard the report from a team of experts from the Institute of Medicine They concluded that North Americans are receiving enough calcium and vitamin D from the foods they eat. So this panel of experts did not conduct additional research. They just reviewed previous research studies. Now, I believe that this is another indication that we must make the best decisions for our own health. We must have that information. Experts don't always agree. So... When I looked at this, it makes sense to me to have your vitamin D level tested by your doctor and then determine if you have adequate levels. And remember, the recommended level for vitamin D is between 50 and 100, and that's kind of that optimal range for good health. Mm-hmm. So I, people just need a lot of information to make good decisions about their own health. And um, so... You know, we were talking about stress and foods and things. Um, and let's talk about a, a stressful breakfast. Okay. So, What would be a stressful breakfast? Well, just coffee and no food. <laughs> or a Mountain Dew. Or think about this. We believe a bowl of Cheerios, milk, and a banana is actually a stressful breakfast and can certainly lead to weight gain and high cholesterol numbers. And it goes back to... Just thinking about each person's biochemistry and how sensitive their blood sugar is. I know for myself, if I had a banana and Cheerios, my blood sugar would go sky high and then it would produce too much insulin and, you know, and then cortisol and then it's affecting my metabolism Mm -hmm. and then I'm gaining weight. And that is a stress right there. That's a stress response. <laughs> yes. Everything you just said. So that's my biochemistry. And because two-thirds of the population is overweight, we have to assume that the breakfast of champions is really a breakfast of belly fat. 
<laughs> so should we take a caller? Yeah, we have a couple more callers here. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your question today? Hi, I am um, wanting to know about the healthy bedtime snack you guys were mentioning. What what would that be? Oh, good. Cara, you're on for that. (laughs) I would love to tell you about that. And I'm really glad you called, too, because we forgot to give ideas out for the bedtime snack. Um, So a bedtime snack, you know, you want something that's going to balance your blood sugar throughout the night. And the macronutrient that's going to do that the most is fat, healthy fat. All right. Um, that really doesn't have, it doesn't increase blood sugar. It doesn't create an insulin response. Okay. So something like, we always recommend a dish of berries with heavy whipping cream. Okay. That's one idea. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like to have like a piece of fruit and half of an avocado. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could have a nuts or nut butter and, you know, have that with celery or apple or something. And maybe, you know, like if you have a sensitive blood sugar, like mine, I have a half an apple and I slice it thin and then I put a little bit of almond butter on each slice and that's my bedtime snack. Mm, okay. So you have to just kind of see what works for you. And um, is it important to have a bedtime snack every night or is it if like, you're kind of hungry before you go to bed? No, it's it's most people do eat a bedtime snack unless they eat dinner very late. If you eat okay. dinner late, then no. But okay. if you're eating at 6 and then you don't go to sleep until, say, 9.30 or 10, probably then it's best to have a little snack. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yep, thanks Great. for your call. Thank you for the call today. Let's take another caller. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question about inflammatory foods? I do. I, um, I was diagnosed this year with type 1 diabetes, followed by Graves' disease and C-reactive disease two months apart. Three autoimmune diseases. Wow. And I'm, you know, I'm a 36-year-old, healthy, 115-pound, thought I was living life right. Yep. So I'm trying to figure out if dietary, if there's something I can eat that might help prevent any more, because I'm at high risk now for additional ones. Well, there's a food that um, we will suggest that you eliminate, and okay. that food is gluten. Gluten, okay. Yes, and I'm off gluten now because I you was are. diagnosed with celiac disease okay. in July. And, you know, I I would really recommend, I, you know, I'd recommend an individual consultation because okay. you need super nutrition right now so okay. that you can turn off those um, that autoimmune response. Right, Cara? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, gluten is certainly one that you you have to eliminate, but then you have to bring in... Lots of good, healthy vegetables that are maybe a little bit higher in carbohydrates so that you feel satisfied and enough good, healthy protein and fat. Okay. And, uh, yes, I mean, I think we could help you a mm-hmm. lot with those. And um, and there's, you know, it's just like a, a more of a structured way of eating for a lot of people. And you probably also are sensitive to d- the protein and dairy right now. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure what I'm sensitive to. I feel like yep. my stomach just always hurts right now. Yep. Oh, you should come in mm-hmm. and see us. And you know what? I think um, improving your your gut health is going to be really important just yes. for overall health of your whole body. Yes. So okay. do you know our number that to call? 651-699-3438. 
And any of us would be happy to see you. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Thank you. Nicole. Thank you. You know, Cara, before we take another caller, mm-hmm. um, I just want to talk about uh, our gift certificates because a lot of times people are looking for, you know, a gift for the holidays and, um, you know, you want to do something special for a family member and we have great gift certificates and it could be just for a class, you know, like a two-hour class. It could be $25. Or it might be for a consultation. It could be $250. And we would sit down individually with people. So, um, you know, if you're looking for a gift certificate, you can just give us a call. We can mail it out or you can stop in and get your own. And What a great gift, too. It is. And we have a lot of of kids that get their parents this gift. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a really nice idea. Like you said, it can be as simple as a $25. Certificate that would cover a two-hour community ed class, or not community ed, but in our one of our offices. So, Cara, you also wrote an article about stress. So, yeah, again, just I mentioned that earlier. The name of the article is "Fight or Flight: The Physical Effects of Stress," and that is on our website. I believe if you go to weightandwellness.com and just click on articles. Mm-hmm. It is. It's yep. one of the more recent articles. And hopefully we have time for one more caller. We're going to try. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Diane. Thanks for calling today. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you have ever heard of Neuroscience Incorporated. They actually do testing on uh, the neurotransmitters if they are out of balance. And then they uh, recommend whatever supplement that might uh, be needed to um, balance that out. Yep, I have heard of them. Okay. And uh, definitely, um, you know, the last conference, nutrition conference that I went to, um, they used to be testing, a lot of companies used to be testing the neurotransmitters. And there was many of the nutritionists and uh, doctors that are of, of nutrition that were questioning the validity of those tests. Oh. So... That's that. That's the latest that I heard. But this was like a couple of years ago when I was at a conference. Uh-huh. So I've oh. I've always wondered, you know, how valid are some of these oh. test results? This has been tested for many years, and they have doctors that order from all over the world, mm-hmm. and um, they have people. Yeah. Many people have been having very good results with. Uh, the that's very nice. Yep. Yeah, so, so I just um, was wondering if you had heard of them. I had heard of them, yep. Oh, okay. So well, thank you for the call. and thanks, thanks, Diane. Everyone, be careful out there today if you're driving. Okay, and listen next week. Thank you. Have a great day. All is groovy. Bye.